Ion 2020, episode 241. Have 2020 Vision with Ion 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. Hey guys, happy Monday to you. It's Ray Eaton, your host of Ion 2020. Bringing you the show Monday through Friday is going to talk about the politics of the day from a libertarian's perspective, of course, and that's what I'm going to be talking about mostly today. It's just some stuff that I was looking at over the weekend. I put a question up to some people and I just wanted to get their opinions on it and see where they stood because there's a lot of people within the libertarian movement right now. And if you're not a libertarian, you know, if you're listening to this show and you're a Republican, Democrat, or whatever, and you just listen to it, get my opinion for what it is, you know. Um, that's fine. You can continue to listen because I'm just going to talk about some stuff that's going on in the Libertarian Party right now. There's some people that are running for, for, for the Libertarian nomination. Not that that is like a huge thing, but we do have ballot access in all 50 states, which is really hard to get. The Libertarian Party is the only party that has ballot access in all 50 states. So it's a pretty big deal. And some people have seen it as a kind of a road to get to a legitimate nomination or legitimate presidency based on a third party that does have ballot access in all 50 states so somebody was a really charismatic character like a donald trump or somebody they can hop into the libertarian party jump on that truck and start cruising towards the presidency and maybe split the vote and get 34 35 percent along with the democrats and republicans nobody's ever done anything close to that and gary johnson i think he got four or five percent of the vote last go around but that was huge that was the biggest deal for the libertarian party ever and you know what people look at it as a way to get legitimacy for the libertarian party by running you know wishy-washy-ish libertarians people that are libertarian light people that don't really understand what people call true libertarianism i've never been one that judges people based upon that if you believe in free markets and if you believe in specifically limiting government truly limiting government not oh yeah i want to lower your taxes but oh yeah my philosophy is i want to limit government and there are people that are libertarian like i would say gary johnson in his heart of hearts was somebody that generally believes in limiting government i do i believe that somebody like william weld on most things, he probably believed in limiting government. But he's still kind of, you know, wishy-washy when it comes to, like, foreign interventions and things like that. So those are things that I would challenge him on. And I would hope that if he was, like, a nominee in the, in the Libertarian Party again, like, people would challenge him on that and maybe try to get him to change his views or run in that way, Right. But changes views specifically. But anyway, if you defer to limited government, I think that you can generally call yourself a libertarian. And if you're in the libertarian party, you can call yourself a libertarian, obviously. But everyone has like this purity test and all that. And I really don't, 
I really try to stay away from some kind of purity test on in the libertarian movement. I really do because everyone started somewhere within this group, within this movement. Everyone started somewhere. Everybody did. Some people started on as a Republican. They started looking into liberty and then they got introduced like Ayn Rand or something. Then the next thing you know, you're reading a little bit about Atlas Shrugged, you're reading a little bit about individualism, and you're reading a little bit about self-determination, you're really reading a little bit about this and that, and then you're introduced to libertarianism, you hear about Harry Brown, you hear about some of these different books that people have, and ultimately, you're on that road map, you're on that road now towards thinking like a libertarian. I don't want to stop somebody on that road ever by calling them out on some kind of purity test that I came up with in my mind. Is there a purity test that you can determine if someone's libertarian? I think every libertarian has it in their minds that they are the most pure libertarian, apparently. Or, in their minds, maybe they're not the most pure libertarian, but then the most rational libertarian because you could rationalize certain things that the government can do, and you've already worked that out in your mind on how that's going to be. So when someone challenges you on it, you've already come up with an answer to it. So you remain consistent to your views. But you're the only person, you listener, are the only person that is as pure a libertarian as you think they should be, or you think someone should be, and so forth. So I've gotten away from the idea of a purity test. I really have. I sway towards a specific view that says that we live in the real world and you need to start having real world policies that are going to lead towards limiting government. The policy of if there comes a vote, that means we're going to add more to government. You vote against it. If there's a vote that says we're going to take off, we're going to get rid of the Department of Education... We're going to vote for that. If it's limiting government, so getting rid of more government, then yeah. That's kind of the purity test that I have in that way, right? That's the only purity test I have. That's the only thing that I would hope that a politician would do. But when it comes to other things, I just don't see that there should be any type of purity test for a libertarian. Obviously, if you're like a warmonger like... uh if you're like George W. Bush hopping into the Libertarian Party so you can run for president and you just love the fact that we're in foreign interventions everywhere, then yeah, maybe we should not rally again, rally alongside somebody like that. Or you should fight very hard to make sure that they are not the Libertarian or the Libertarian candidate. But other than that, like there's... Uh, I guess there could be some sort of purity test in that way, but um, I've just kind of gotten away from it. If somebody calls themselves a libertarian, I'm not going to challenge them on it because I think that they are, if they say that, they're at least on the road towards libertarians. Now, they might be trying to fake us out, do a little head fake like William Weld did. Becomes a libertarian a couple days before the the uh, nomination, and then as soon as the libertarian party, or as soon as 2016 happens and the vote's over with, uh, two years later, William Weld denounces the libertarians and becomes a Republican against. So we run against Donald Trump. Yeah, a little head fake. You know, maybe we shouldn't welcome somebody like that back along into the party or something. I don't know. But uh, who's going to tell him no if he joins again? I don't know. But I'm just not one to sit there and give 
too much credence to that. I would just say, you know what? If you have a specific type of libertarianism that you want to vote for, then start increasing your numbers. And that's what that's what there's this group called the Mises Caucus that's doing that, right? And I, I think it's great, to be honest with you, because they're trying to seek truth seekers. They're trying to find people that are going to stand on principle, on libertarian principle, economic principles, and find somebody that's going to speak truth to power. Like, that's what I'm seeing from the Libertarian Mises Caucus. A lot of people in the party are starting to get a little antsy about that, it sounds like to me. They're starting to get worried about it. But you know what? Get out there and organize and find your guy then. But it sounds like a lot of people when this Mises group right now are starting to support Jason or uh, Jacob Hornberger. And I did a show about him the other day. He is he's part of the Future of Freedom Foundation. I think he's the person that started the Future of Freedom Foundation. And he is really sounds like a very knowledgeable guy. He says that he wants to just, if he was able to run against Donald Trump and whoever that person is, that he is able to bring a new perspective to that argument of limited government. And when he said that, I was like, wow, that's great. That's something I could, somebody I could support. Anyone that is going to say that is something that I could support. That if they were able to get onto TV and get into the media, they'd be able to give, step back and say, you know, just speak truth. Like, should we be in these foreign interventions? No, we should not be in these foreign interventions, and here's why. A, B, C, and D. Have they worked? No. Like, that's something that you need to be able to do. Get up there and speak truth like that. Not get into the weeds on libertarian principles and libertarian issues. Americans don't care about that. All they care about is hearing a politician that's going to speak the truth. That's why Ron Paul really took off in 2008 and 2012. Because he spoke the truth on stage against Rudy Giuliani. Yeah, it was blowback, he said. It was blowback. Why did 9-11 happen? Because we were over there. And that's the blowback that comes from us being over there. We were in their country. And that's the reason why they got angry about it and came over here. Did they did what they did was wrong? Absolutely. Absolutely. But our response to it was equally as wrong. He didn't say it in those exact words, but that's me paraphrasing. And when he spoke, and then they challenged him on it, they said, do you want to take those, word back, those words back, Ron Paul? He says, no, and he went on again. That's speaking truth to those people on stage, those warmongering people on stage that were just dying to send more soldiers over there to fight more people because we want to fight them over there so we don't have to fight them over here. But the more we're over there, the more it causes people to want to come over here and do more damage. If we were just quietly sitting there being free, sitting around being free in America, no foreign intervention anywhere, are they really going to come over there and bother us? No, because we're not doing anything to them. They don't hate us because we're free. That's what Ron Paul talked about. He talked about ending the Fed. He talked about auditing the Fed. He talked about Austrian economics. Like Those are things that are really 
important to know about. And lots of people just jumped on board with that. So we need somebody in the libertarian movement that's going to be able to do that. Now, are they going to be on that stage talking to Donald Trump? Are they going to get onto a stage during a debate against Donald Trump or Pete Buttigieg? How much contrast would that be if we had our guy on stage talking to or debating Donald Trump and Pete Buttigieg? It's not going to happen, though. But we need somebody that would be on the national stage and is able to have a contrasting difference between them and the two idiots that are running in 2020. Somebody that will talk about individual freedoms, limited government, the government staying out of our lives, the government staying out of foreign interventions. Those are things that we need someone to talk about. So who's the best person for that? Some of these people within the Mises Caucus are saying it's it's, uh, Jacob Hornberger. You might want to look him up and see. But I was asking that question. I said, listen, when it comes to the Libertarian Party, this is the deal. They're going to have a, uh, I think it's Memorial Day weekend 2020. They're going to have a convention in Austin, Texas. And I said, if you guys are really going to support Jacob Hornberger, are you going to get involved in your local party? And then are you going to get yourself set up as a delegate to the national convention? That's the only way it happens. Because the way that the Libertarian Party works is this. They don't have these, they don't have primaries like they do in the other parties. They go, you basically get yourself become a delegate in your state party. So I'm in South Carolina. I can become a delegate to the state party. And then at that point, I would go and I'd be able to vote. I think there's like a thousand people that can vote from the states. And then you'll be able to vote for your guy. If it's Jacob Hornberger, so be it. If it's anybody else, so be it. You can vote for your person, right? And I said, how many of you guys are going to be willing to do that? You know, you can support them all you want. You could talk about him all you want, but in order to get him up there instead of Gary Johnson up there, or whoever else might run, I don't think Gary Johnson's going to run, but whatever wishy-washy person, if you're going to look for somebody that has more of a pure ideology, someone that stands on principle, then you need to make a decision to go and become a delegate in your state. That's what you need to do. And that's what I was asking. Are you willing to do that? Are you guys really going to stand up and do something like that? And I said another thing. I posed another question. Because some of them said no, they won't. Some of them said yes, they are. Some of them said that they are got involved in the Libertarian Party in the last couple of months because of that. Now they need to get into their, into their state party, though. Get involved in their state party. Start making rubbing some elbows in that state party. If you just got involved because you like Jacob Hornberger, you like some other candidate. Dan, taxation is theft. If you like him, then you better get involved in your state party, then you better get yourself become a delegate. But there's a lot of people in these state parties that have been around a while. They've been around for 10 years, 15 years, 5 years. So you better get them to like you. You better get them inv- you better get involved in a way 
that they look at you in, in a positive light so they'll make you a delegate. That's what I got to say. So I brought up that question. And I was just kind of letting people know that that's the case. And then the other thing that that I said is this. There are other people that are principled libertarians from that economics standpoint, from that voluntarist standpoint, like a voluntary government. There's the people that are running in that type of way. There's one guy that's running, Adam Kokesh, and he says he's going to abolish government. The day that he becomes elected, he's going to sign an executive order to abolish government. So like that's that extreme, right? Abolish the federal government. Turn everything over to the states. That's his plan. So there's one guy that's on that extreme. Then there's others that are talking about, you know, slowly just getting getting rid of the government, I guess, or, you know, different extremes. I don't think anyone has specific policies on that. But the question I asked is this. There are lots of people that have certain principles that people are getting behind. Principled libertarians, right? And, uh, are you willing to tell your candidate to drop out in order to get behind one specific person, whether it's Jacob Hornberger, Dan Taxation is Theft, Adam Kokesh, whatever. And then someone had called me on and said, listen, you're talking about that whole split the vote thing, and that's what the Democrats and Republicans always talk about, and uh, we don't need to get involved in that conversation as well. That's what one person says. I, I agree, that's true. But that's on the national stage when it comes to the Republicans versus the Democrats. Do you split the vote or throw away your vote with a third party vote? When it comes to the Libertarian nomination next May, I don't think that throwing away a vote is is even on the table. You have a thousand delegates, right? A thousand people, that's it, that can vote. Or I don't know exactly a thousand, but somewhere around that. So you have that many people that are going to be able to vote. And you, all you need to do then is get yourself, if you get yourself 500 people to the national convention to vote for your guy, then you win, essentially. Because I think they do a runoff, too. So if somebody does not get like the majority, then they drop the lowest number of votes, and then they move on to the another vote. So if it's like, let's say... Candidate 1 gets 400 votes, candidate 2 gets 400 votes, candidate 3 gets 200 votes, then candidate 3 goes away and then they move on, everyone revote, right? So how do you get your person elected? I don't know. But do you do you tell other people to get out of it? So a lot of people said no way. I don't I wouldn't agree with that. And I wouldn't agree with that either, man. If if somebody has the charisma but not the popularity, it'll be seen on that stage when they're at the convention, but uh, I would imagine a lot of the convention attendees already have their guy that they're going to vote for, or girl that they're going to vote for before they even get there anyway, right? Like, for example, the, the Jacob Hornberger people, there are a lot of people that are on board with this guy, I swear it. Tom Woods is on board with this guy. Scott Horton's on board with this guy. Dave Smith, those are like the three most popular podcasts in the libertarian movement and they're all you know supporting this guy so they're gonna get these guys are gonna get a lot of people on board with jacob hornberger and that's fine i agree 
he's a very principled libertarian. That's true. So we'll see what happens. I'm not throwing my support behind anybody though, because I'm not going to the I'm not going to the convention. So I know for a fact I won't be going to the convention because I don't have the ability at this time to take that time off to go there, and I'm not really involved in my state party that much anyway. So I am a member, but I'm not like involved in it too much. Like I go, I've gone to one or two meetings, and that's about it. So I won't be a delegate. So I'm not going to throw my support behind anybody. But I will talk good about all these people because everyone that like Kim Ruff, I think is her name, very principled libertarian, absolutely. Dan taxation is theft. Like I've that's his middle name. It's not actually I found this out. It's not actually his legal middle name. But he did register with the Federal Election Commission as Dan Taxation is Theft Feldman, I think is his last name. And uh, when I saw that, I was like, I laughed so hard. I thought it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen. And I was actually speaking with somebody that's on his campaign the other day through Facebook. And he said that he was actually able to get Dan on the ballots in the state, in a lot of the states, they're fighting with it, but they're fighting with some of these states on this, but they've been able to get his name on the ballot as Dan Taxation is Theft Feldman on the ballot. So anyone that's looking at the ballots, when they go to the um, the ballot box, when they're going to be voting for the Republican candidate or their Democratic candidate or whatever, I don't know, because I think it'd have all the candidates on there. You could vote for like your libertarian. If you're a libertarian, you could vote for that. But anyway, I'm not sure exactly how the primaries work but whatever it is his name will be on the ballot as dan taxation and stuff i thought that was great you know but he's a principled guy look at his platform principled libertarian so i can't i can't take anything away from any of them but those thousand people that go to the convention that are going to vote it'll be interesting to see who has the charisma to to bring it back home you know be interesting to see and i'm sure all of them are working very hard and all of them are very good communicators. I'm sure about that too. But be interesting to see what happens because there are a lot of libertarians that are not of the, I guess you'd call it the conservative libertarian side, right? That's more of the Mises caucus. Seems like they're more lean towards like conservative libertarians. So um, that's what I've seen anyway, just from my experience. So, but they're more the economics focused libertarians. You do have a lot of the people that are just like, Dude, let's legalize marijuana, man. Let's legalize some pot. Like, you have a lot of libertarians that are just on board with that stuff. So we'll see what happens. Uh, if they get their five or 600 people and they want their wishy-washy candidate, like their uh, popular guy, you know, the person that has the best name recognition or whatever that just became a libertarian last week, if they got their Justin Amash up there, will that take away a lot of the votes from a, a very principled person like a Jacob Hornberger? Who knows? But Justin Amash, I mean, the dude's in Congress, the dude's up there, and he can become a libertarian tomorrow. I mean, I think in his heart of hearts, he probably is a libertarian. He probably understands libertarian principles a lot more than even Gary Johnson does, to be honest with you. He probably understands who Ludwig von Mises is and who Murray Rothbard are and, you know, some of these more hardcore libertarian writers he probably understands Harry Brown. He probably has been involved in it since way back when. So, and having libertarian views since way back when. I mean, he was part of the Ron Paul revolution when he got elected. So, 
and he's been pretty principled on a lot of things. Yeah, he's been an outspoken critic of Donald Trump lately, which I, I'm fine with that. You could be as outspoken against Donald Trump as you want to. I think that he, it seems to me he might be doing it for political purposes too. I'm not sure. I'm not sure where his heart's at on that because, uh, I mean, I see things a little bit differently than he does. But anyway, if somebody like that jumps into the Libertarian Party and tries to run, will a lot of people embrace him? I bet they would. I think that they would. But you know what? I don't have a litmus test. I don't have some kind of purity test for who's going to be the best person to represent the party. You leave that to the party. I've, I, I agree with that. I think that you should leave that to the party. If six, 700 people decide to vote for Justin Amash, then you look at him and say, okay, you know what? I'll support him because uh, he's damn sure more libertarian than Donald Trump, and he's damn sure more libertarian than any of the other uh, Democrats that are up there. So, And he's more libertarian than the Green Party candidate, too, I'm sure. So anyway, guys, I, hey, I appreciate you joining me. That's my thoughts on that. I was just picking some people's brains over the weekend through some messengers and Facebook and all that. And I uh, just was thinking about, you know, how do you get somebody that's more principled to become the nominee? And if you are involved in the party because of that particular nominee, are you really going to get to that convention and vote for him? That's what I was wondering. So that's what I would talk about. And that's what I just want to bring you guys today. So it's uh, it's Monday. I'll be going for the show Monday through Friday this week. So uh, keep your ears tuned in to the show. Uh, you want to go and, go and check me out on Facebook. You can do that, that on Facebook and on Twitter through IonTheEmpire.com. You can messenger me that way as well if you'd like to. Uh, IonTheEmpire.com is my website. IonTheEmpire.com is my email address if you want to contact me that way as well. And then uh, the best thing you can do, though, to help out the show, five-star ratings and reviews, very helpful. Stop what you're doing. Do that now. That's what I prefer anyway. But if you don't, you know what, do it later on today. And then uh, the best thing you do, though, so that you have clear vision for 2020 is come back tomorrow. 